everyone! Welcome to Moaning Myrtle's Bathroom. We're a Harry Potter podcast where we moan and groan about all things Harry Potter. I'm Emily. I'm Katie. You guys! <laughs> <laughs> it's out today. It's Friday when we're recording this. We Got just it. watched it. Watched it. Loved it. Lived it. Watched the extended cut. With all the With all the deleted scenes. Oh, boy Yeah, there was... I don't know. Was the, what was it? Two that we liked? <laughs> yeah, I think out of like six. <laughs> two, two out of six. That's. I'm happy that they were cut. <laughs> yeah, me too. So we're going to get into it. Um, obviously, we're talking about whatever. I don't even know what we're going to call this. We already did one Crimes Against My Heart. Yeah. What could we possibly call this? I guess you'll know as you're Crimes listening. Against My Heart Part 2. <laughs> <laughs> More Crimes Against My Heart. Fixing My Heart. There was a lot of screaming done while we watch this, for sure. Oh, so my God. it's going to be another intense podcast. But, you know, we already did... Um, we already did the review. And we did it with the book and all of that. So we're trying to kind of come to it fresh. This is both of our third time seeing it. Mm-hmm. We got to really bask in it. Saw deleted scenes and stuff, but we're also going to be coming to it with outside opinions. And like I said before... Not completely, because there's a lot of bad stuff about this movie, but kind of going to bat for this movie. Yeah. Because it's good, and people should shut up. (laughs) Yeah. Oh, boy. I'm just, I'm still so, like, I just want to watch it again right now. Like, I I can't even think straight right now. Like, I haven't said anything, because I'm just, like, still processing it. It's so good. It's been so long. Since we watched it. Months and months. It's just like, oh, man. It came out fast, which surprised me. I really didn't think that it was going to. I think. Who knows? So, anyway... We're not going to be doing floods this week. We've got a lot to talk about. We need to just get into it now. <laughs> yeah, and there's kind of been no important to us Harry Potter news lately since we just recorded a week ago and nothing's yeah. happened since then. And Yeah, there's not a lot of stuff really happening in the Harry Potter verse yeah. right now. I so. guess I guess our floods just are these deleted scenes. Yeah, seriously. So should we just talk about those first and then get into the movie and everything? Yeah, that's a good idea. Okay. So, oh, I'm so excited to do a commentary track on this movie now after just, like, hearing how insane we were when we were, like, yeah, we watching were, it just now. We were really yelling. So, here were the deleted scenes. Was it even six? Did should I we miss take one, it maybe? one by one? No, there might have only been five. There okay. weren't very many. Which was surprising to me. I didn't like... I'll say this off the bat. We we didn't get to watch all of the extras, which is disappointing, because <laughs> I'm sure there would have been more ridiculous things that we could talk about. Well, we could do another podcast later where we watch all the extras yeah, maybe and we talk do about them. We just talk about that. We do 500 episodes Because there's going to be a lot of movie. information in those extras, I think. We're just yep. kind of on a time crunch today, so we didn't have time. But. Yeah. But there, we did watch a little bit of one, and I was mad to see that... Gellert and Queenie Rose walk thing. Yeah. Put in there, and then there were the pictures that got put out, and then it's like there's no deleted scene at all. I know. So I know that it's stuff where it's like, okay, so like this is like this conversation just gets moved to doing it this way now. So like right. the Graves Diner scene thing. It's like that took place in an alley instead. So they decided to just cut it, and it didn't matter because they already did the scene just in a different location. Right. Whatever. But it's like they show it off to me, and it's so cool looking. 
why are you taking it away from me? I know. <laughs> so these are the deleted scenes. I've just got the list. I'll kind of go through them and then we'll talk them one by one. Okay. So there's the Dumbledore and Newt scene where we get some really important information about um, Grindelwald. And, then, and why Newt was sent to America in the first place. Yes. Then um, the tiny scene with the Nifflers before mm-hmm. they take off to Paris. Um, then the party and dance scene with Lita. Um, the scene with Credence and Nagini doing the dumb hand spout thing. Oh, yeah. Oops, I just told my opinion on that without me too. And then, um, I think lastly is that extra little scene with McGonagall and Dumbledore. Oh, yeah. So, let's start off at the top. And just work our way down. Yeah. I think of all of the deleted scenes, this is probably the this one is that... the best one. Is, is the best one, and I think the one that I wish that they had kept in the movie. Yes. Because it's literally, like, it's just like a 30-second addition to a scene that's already there. Like, yeah. it's not like it's an entirely new thing. Mm-hmm. And I feel like the information that you learn in that scene is almost more important than the information that they talk about that is kept in the movie. Yes. This is what I said while we were watching, and I got so mad, because I was like... I think that they took that out, because it took away some of the, like, of the ending. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, with the reveal of who Credence supposedly is. Yeah. Like, you learn that Gellert once had a vision. Long ago. Like, they said it was Naked, hot, in the summer <laughs> visions about um, an obscurial killing, right? Killing. Killing Dumbledore. The one he most fears. Yeah. That's how it's stated. Um... That's really interesting and good to me because it, it like, feels like he'll kind of do whatever it takes to get Credence to do that. That's why he's been searching for an Obscurial because he wants to take down his ex so bad. right. That he'll kind of do whatever. And so I think it kind of takes some of the oomph out of the Aurelius Mm -hmm. reveal that it's like, okay, well then it is a lie, right? right? Yeah. So, I don't know. I also think that means big things for why what happened with Ariana happened. Like, mm-hmm. it adds more mystery to maybe this wasn't an accident. Right. Maybe after they fought or something, he did that because he saw that it happened, so he just wanted to get it over with. Right. Yeah. Get it done early. So, I don't know. We'll see We'll see what happens. But I think that that scene was really great and had a lot of good information packed in there. Again, you said it was like 30 seconds. It's, it's literally like, 30 seconds, but it's, it's so good because stuff. like the stuff that you can take <laughs> away from it and like the assumptions that you can make from it are so powerful. Yeah. So Oof. I wish that had been in. It literally would have added like 30 seconds. You know, to an already long movie though. <laughs> yeah, but it, it's a 30 seconds. I'm I know. to keep. <laughs> exactly. So, the next one is the one with the Nifflers. Which is just right? cute. Like, it should have been in there. <laughs> yeah, okay. Like, yeah, that one is probably, like, the babies. other one that I'm, like, the other ones I don't really care about, but, like, the Niffler and, like, the Dumbledore one, those are the two that I'm, like, those should have been in the movie. Yeah. Never cut Nifflers out of the movie, Never. And they were the babies. Yeah. It was really cute. It was literally just Newt, like, packing the Nifflers it was into dumb, his, but like, adorable. suitcase. But it was... I liked it. It was really cute. <laughs> I just love those little babies. They're like little puppies. I love them. <laughs> They're so cute. They're so mischievous. So, <laughs> if you guys haven't seen these deleted scenes yet, I definitely recommend that you look them up on like YouTube or something yep. and try to find them. Try to find them. They're really good. These two. Then we move on. Well, to, yeah. <laughs> then we move on to three that I didn't like. Yeah. Not even just that I was like 
kind of whatever toward, but, like, genuinely did not like them and was glad that they got cut from the movie. Yeah. Because in the first one, there were some deleted scenes where I was like, yeah, that's whatever. It didn't really need to be in the movie, but it wasn't bad. Right. So, I don't know, but these I just didn't care for. So, the party scene with the dancing. Which is in the trailer. Yeah. So, I was happy that we got to see, like, what that looked like. Yeah. There was also just some cute, like, Theseus and Lita stuff in part of that scene that I really liked. But, um, yeah, the rest of it with, like, the weird music and the dancer and the... Whispering. And the whispering (laughs) and the the baby, like, another vision of that baby. Okay, yeah. So that's what I want to say about this one and the next one is that, like, there... If if those scenes... If these scenes had been in the movie, it would have been too much repetition. Like... I would have seen the baby too many times. Right. I think that it was good. It's like, what the fuck is that bug art? Mm-hmm. And then here's what it was. Right. That's perfect. That's all it's we like, need. here's some dumb baby that, like, apparently everybody is seeing that they're making happen right in front of her face. Right. Weird. And I wonder, like, if they had kept the dance in, if they would have cut the Hogwarts stuff out. And I would way rather see that in, like, the Hogwarts Me form too. than, like, in a weird Even though we're dance. mad about the Defense Against the Dark Arts thing. Well, I, yeah, I but love it's Hogwarts. still fun just to go to Hogwarts <laughs> and to, like, see the characters and yes. the, the uniforms and all that stuff. So I think that that was, like, too much. And then there's, like, in the next one, the, like, well, we're free, we're free, we're free. It's, like, it just, like, they, it's too many times. I don't need to hear it. And honestly, like, once we get to talking about that and into the movie, I'm going to say, like, this time around, I'm kind of bored by the two of them and their storyline. I know. And we'll talk about it, but anyway, this dance scene, I've got a, <laughs> I've got a beef with just, like, whispering in the Harry Potter movies, because I can't, I can't, and I think we've talked about it before, where it's just, like, all the, Harry Potter, Harry Potter, Harry Potter, yeah. Yeah. Why? Right. It's constant, and it drives me nuts, too, is what movie is it? Oh, it's Half-Blood, where he's like, Tom Riddle, and everyone's like, I'm like, well, what do you know? You are the trophy room? Shut up! You don't know that. You don't know him. He worked so hard, so you don't know him. How dare you? You don't know Tom Riddle. So it's like this again, but even worse, because it's so clear. They're like, that's Lita like right it's her brother's alive like i don't i don't need any of it i know i don't need any of that so weird and so off-putting it was bad i don't know what else to say the water the water silk thing was like cool looking yeah it was cool but i don't like that scene had some cool things lita looked so hot in that scene (laughs) her dress was really cute and i like that all of it was fun but like she looks lovely always always but I'm happy it wasn't in the movie. No, overall. didn't it care wasn't for necessary it. at all. Um, okay, so then the what I called dumb credence and Nagini scene. <laughs> <laughs> they wake up spooning. They wake up spooning, Yikes. which automatically turned me off of it. <gasps> there was one I forgot. There was another one with them with the bread in the hands. Oh, that's right. So let's just talk about those both of them. So there are two. Like I'm kind of sad just because like. These scenes still provide a little bit more insight into Nagini than we get in, like, the regular yeah. cut of the movie. Not enough. Um, she also just actually has lines in one of them, so that <laughs> is yes. kind of disappointing, because she literally has no lines in this movie. Yeah. Um, 
But yeah, other than that, like you get to see a little bit of her cool, like snake-like features. Yeah, that she's cool. like starting to get fucky looking. Yeah, which, which is, is cool, pretty cool. But other than that, like, but you only get attention to that in the one scene mm-hmm. where they're spooning and you see like there's something kind of weird with her neck, and you're like, what? And then they pan under her eye, and you're like, oh no! Yeah, and then that's it. And then it's like I. I hate the hand thing. I know. Can the I hand be real thing honest? was really bad. Ugh. And it's like, uh, like, honestly, watching that part and then it, like, goes through her to show it that, like, he can be gentle with it or whatever. Like, I don't, it, it, I don't get I the mean, point I, of that. I think it was kind of cool to just show that, like, he can control it to yes. a certain degree. Yes. So, like, that he's, I get. he's more powerful than, like, a lot of other Obscurials because he does have some degree of power But over in my his. head, I just heard Brad Neely doing Wizard People going, your dad blew through you. Like, that's all yeah. I could hear in my head. <laughs> it's so, like... It's too much and it's weird. Yeah. And then the bread and the hand holding thing. It's like they didn't go all in because you could see there was something kind of scaly about her hand. Right. And that that's why he kind of like pulled it toward him mm-hmm. and kissed it or something. Ew. Listen, this movie's for gays only. I do not. I do not accept that kind of content in this movie. And the that's why I got couples that are allowed are Newton, <laughs> Tina, and Theseus, and Lita, and everyone else. Can, and Queenie and Jacob. I guess. We'll see. Listen, now that Vinda's in my life, maybe not. <laughs> but, <laughs> but, like, you, they don't zoom in on it. So you just kind of see that there's, like, some scaly, weird shininess to her hand. Right. And that that's why he grabs it. But it's not enough attention. It's just like, oh, here's some hand-holding. <laughs> you can barely tell that there's something on her hand. So Yeah, it wasn't it was They didn't creative. pay enough attention to it, so. But I did like that she pulled a Jean Valjean. I stole a loaf of bread. (laughs) (laughs) So good. Aladdin. (laughs) What? Oh! I was like, that's like Miz. But it also features an Aladdin. Both. Yes. God. (laughs) It's like, what the shit? (laughs) All right. Anyway, so yeah, I don't really care for either of those scenes, which is disappointing because I didn't think um, Nagini, especially, was in this movie, like, barely. I didn't think she was in it enough. For, like, her being such a big deal in the trailers. Same with Dumbledore. And then Credence didn't really have that much to do in this movie. So I thought, oh, more scenes with them. That's going to be awesome. Yeah. Was it? But they were just, like, filler scenes. They were really lackluster and weird. And I just... So I I really hope that this movie was just, like, an introductory movie for Nagini. And that we'll get a lot more of her in the later ones. Yeah, and I hope it's good. Because yeah. if I have to hear some bullshit about her being from Indonesia <laughs> again, yeah. I can't. Right. I can't take it, Katie. I know. And then the last one was more with McGonagall, and we've got a whole heap and lot to say about her. Which is funny, because I remember after we saw this movie the first time and did our, like, two-hour review on it... Um, we were just kind of like, it was dumb, but it was short, so, like, whatever. And then now watching this, both of us were, like, talking over other scenes, just being like, this is such bullshit! I know, we were both, like, (laughs) honest to God, I feel like the things that make me the most angry about this movie aren't even, like, the Dumbledore thing at the end, or, like, the big inconsistencies. It's, like, Dumbledore teaching defense, and, like, McGonagall being in this movie, and, like, all this, like, dumb little shit that just, like, doesn't match the canon, and I'm like, why? Yeah, Yeah, I don't... That's what I get mad about. I don't care for that. So what happens in that one basically is she asks like what the ministry wanted when they came to talk to him. And he's just like, nothing, I have to grade papers. Bye. And she's like, oh, whatever. And then that's yeah. it. 
I just think it's dumb that McGonagall's in this movie. I think movie. it's really dumb that McGonagall's in this movie. Like, and I think it's dumb that, like, not only is she there, like, at the time that all of this war is going on, but she's also there at the time that, like, Newt and Lita are in school. Yeah. Like, that's even worse. It's no good. That, like, puts her, like, born, like, 30 years before she actually is in the canon. Like, that's bad. It's crazy. It's oh. crazy. So I think what maybe we should talk about first is our problems with the movie, and then yeah. maybe go into everybody else's problems with the movie and see yeah. if anything lines up. So I think yeah. McGonagall, let's, since we're talking about it, let's just say this, is that her character shouldn't have been in it, period. Right. And that if they wanted somebody, they should, should have, have done Slughorn. Slughorn. <laughs> that would have made sense. He would have been there at He's that time, there. right? Yeah, I would assume so. It I it at least would make more sense. For it would to make be there. Way even more like if sense. they were off, it would have been only off by like maybe like a couple years. Yeah, of him like starting instead of like literally this guy who isn't even born yet is teaching out of Hogwarts. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I also just like nuts. I feel like even like the way that they portray McGonagall her character's in this bad. movie, it's like it's it's not her. Like it's a bad way to write her, and it's a bad way to present her. I was offended by her being like this fluttery, not in control, just like running after kids and being so fed up yes, all the time. I'm like, I feel like the old we she's said in this. control. Yeah, we said this when we were watching it, but, like, I think the only part of that entire McGonagall thing that is, like, in line with the real McGonagall is her, like, covering that girl's mouth back up again. Like, (laughs) other than that, like, everything else is just bad. Yeah, I, she was she was written poorly. And she's dressed like an old school teacher from like a long time ago and I she's her costuming isn't good either like I hope everybody if you're in America I would maybe die if there are listeners who aren't from America. That's crazy. That would be awesome. But for those who are American, I feel like it's part of like every school curriculum to at some point take a field trip to old something, which is, like, a little school shack from, like, the 1800s or whatever, and they do tours out of there, and you have to write on little chalkboards with slate or whatever, and, like, try and learn how to do cursive, and, like, play with marbles in the dirt. Like, you know, did everybody take a field trip like that? Because I did at two separate schools. Yeah. So, like... That's what she looked like. Was, like, one of those teachers from, like, that era. Weird. Just weird. I don't know. I don't know. Let him wear robes! Let him wear robes. So that's another thing, I guess, just going right into it, that really bothers both of us in this movie. For the most part, the costuming in this movie, I would say, is bomb. But Dumbledore's costuming sucks. (gasps) He looks looks good. His face up, like his neck (laughs) up, looks really good. I mean, like, the clothes fit well and are nice. Yeah. But I don't think they're good for him. Yeah. I said this time... For once, I'm letting up a little bit. I'm like, I'm not going to be mad at the coat <laughs> because he's out in Muggle London. Right. He can wear a coat. <laughs> yeah. But when he's teaching at school, when we see that and he's wearing some like fucking tartan little vest. Even if it had just been like a colored suit, I feel like I would have been yes. fine. Why does it have to be a boring gray one? Oh. And put a robe over it. <laughs> it's so disappointing to me. Because he is supposed to be one of, like, the coolest dressers. Right. And then I don't get to see that, and I'm just, I'm offended. I've said it before, I'll say it again. Anybody who is in support of wizards not wearing robes in the Harry Potter movies can fuck off. (laughs) I hate that. 
I get so vicious about it when I like talk about it with people. It's part I'm just of it. Like, they're wizards. Why would they not wear robes? I know. It makes me so upset. And people are like, oh, well, it's because it's easier for them to, like, do the action that they need to. And I'm like, I don't care. They're wizards. Yeah, whatever. Yeah, we've ranted about Dumbledore's costuming a lot, because that was something that I think we went off on in our, like, initial review of this movie. Mm-hmm. But I, That I've been still... going off on since trailers have been coming out. <laughs> like, it's too much for face me. Face up, he looks amazing. Like, his, his face looks face really up. good. Neck An ass up. on the table. Yes. Looks great. <laughs> looks great. <laughs> Jesus. I'm sure his body under all that clothes looks fine. Oh! <laughs> just Jude Law. It's not okay. Oh, man. I'd rather have him be naked than wearing that <laughs> suit. <laughs> it's... I just... I hope that it changes in the future. It won't. That's what I want. Because there's nothing I can do about it now. But I'm hoping that, like, by the time the end kind of rolls around, they've got, like, cool robes or something that they're wearing while they're fighting. I hope That'd be so. everything to me. I know. Because, man, that, that Dumbledore and Voldemort fight in Order of the Phoenix. Yes. Yeah. And they're wearing robes in it. And Come it turned on, out fine. Yates. So anyone who says that, like, robes make it harder for them to be active in these Come movies on, can David go Yates. fuck themselves. Yeah, I can't, I can't stand that. Oh, God. I think talking about kind of, like, inserting already established Harry Potter characters into these... Just for the fun of it, I'd like to talk about Nicholas Flamel. Yeah. The more I see him, the more I'm bothered by him. Yeah, I agree. Um, I was bothered by him even in the trailer. Me too. The first time I saw him. I was just like, oh, that's not great, but maybe that's just like one joke. And he looks crazy, but maybe that's fine. Right. And maybe he's still like a person and it was just one joke. Yeah. But no, it wasn't. Why would you want to live all... like that? No. That's not how it's supposed to be. That's not how I ever You're imagined supposed to be, it. like, healthy and, like, happy and, like, living a good life with yeah. that stone. Not so fragile, can't even shake someone's hand without wincing and pain. Yeah. Like, and also, like, um, just because you don't have to eat food, I guess, doesn't mean you don't won't. Yeah. Like, why would you... That's one of life's great joys is delicious food. Right. What the hell? I know. So I I remember like when that trailer came out being really upset because I was I nervous he was going to be kind of like another Ronald Weasley a little bit like a comedic relief sappy best friend to Dumbledore yeah and yeah. I'm happy that like we don't really see him interact with Dumbledore in this movie because I feel like that would have been the case well Jacob but, I think really took up the post of Ron Weasley in I this agree movie. and I didn't even notice that until when we were watching it today yeah he was comedic relief only. And absolutely there are nothing else. like three instances in the whole movie where he has like a real human moment, right? Instead of just like, "Hi, I'm hungry," ha ha ha, funny yeah. laugh. What? Yeah, it's just it's too much. But I just I like I love seeing the Sorcerer's Stone. I think that's bomb and that's exciting. I just wish yeah. he would have been cooler because that's not like what I would imagine life to be like. And I think he's cool. Like in the end, like yeah. him, like fighting and like telling them like how to like beat Grindelwald's fire is all really good. Yeah, I just I'm not a fan of that first. No, scene it's not. With him. It's not great. Just because it's like I don't think that's how it's supposed to be. No, yet. 
And that just makes me secure. I'm like, yeah, well, I guess you do have to make and I think he looks bad. It's gonna be <laughs> right. <laughs> he does look bad. He looks, he looks bad. Like there were like a couple of moments where I was like, it looks like they put like a fake face on the actor. It does. I noticed that too. Like yes, it, it, it when looks he like he's first wearing comes like a in mask. And he's talking to Jacob, right? Yeah. And yeah. he comes up and it looks like it's like a CG thing over his face. Yeah. Weird. Yeah, it looks like he's wearing, like, a clay mask or something, because mm-hmm. his eyes are, like, so sunken into his face, you know? Mm-hmm. Either that, or he's just got layers and layers and layers of makeup on. Yeah. They probably got some prosthetics and I wonder stuff. how old that guy who, He like, is... Him. I was excited when I saw what he actually looks like in the cast thing that came up when it was, like, big news yeah. that this guy got cast, and he's, like... I thought he was, like, older looking, but, like, still he's, like, got life. Like, he looked yeah. good, and I was so excited. I was like, oh, this guy's going to be awesome. And then they made him look like that. Right. So, I don't, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. I also, I just, I feel like he wasn't a character that was super necessary to be in this movie. No. Either. And I, I'm upset that, like, they would take a name that we know so well and, like, drag him through the mud by putting him in this role that, like, could have been anybody. Yeah. You know? Mm-hmm. It's just, like, this is a problem that um, I saw a lot of people bringing up that, like... You're bringing in these characters, and in McGonagall's cha- like case, like changing the timeline, like changing canon, yeah, just for a throwaway nostalgia punch, right? That's why Cursed Child sucked so bad. Yeah. And everybody hated it, so I don't know why she's doing that again now. I, so I she should have learned her lesson stops. already. I think honestly, like the only, and I know what we've said. Honestly, I think the only thing that she could do in this... Like, I think the Dumbledore thing's fine, because that's necessary. It's a right. movie about Grindelwald. That's the point. We're learning more about this. It's great. Everybody else is kind of like, oh, do you need to? I just get excited when I hear, like, in the Lita deleted scene, when they said, like, Yaxley. I was like, ah! I'm like, I love a name drop. Like, name it's, like, drops fun are and cool. fine, but, like, bringing those characters in and having them have an actual role is when I get cranky. Yeah, I don't think it's necessary, and I think really the only only acceptable way that she's done it, here it comes out of my mouth sounding crazy, is Nagini. I think that that is actually the only interesting way to do it instead of just kind of throwing someone in there even though the problems that I have with the Nagini stuff. Right. It's like okay well this is actually something. You're not just throwing someone into like smack me in the face with, oh, I love right. McGonagall. Which is, like, a total 180 from how we felt when we first heard I'm about I'm still Nagini, not but like, happy about it because it's weird, and I don't think I need it, but am I a little bit excited because it's solidifying that Tom Riddle like, is going to make cool a cameo kid. at the end of this series? Yes! Yes. And that makes me happy! <laughs> I just, like, I don't think... I think that Dumbledore is enough of a connector between yes. Fantastic Beasts and Harry Potter. Honestly, he's, I think so, too. Because I would argue that, like, after the, the Golden Trio, he's, like, the next biggest character in Harry Potter. Like, you don't have to read or watch Harry Potter to know who Dumbledore is. Yeah. Everybody knows him, just like you don't have to watch Star Wars to know who Darth Vader is. Yeah. Like, he's one of those characters. And then, like, having him be a big character in Fantastic Beasts, like... Everyone is going to recognize the name Dumbledore already. Yeah. Even if they don't know Harry Potter very well. So you don't need anything else. Yeah. So these little inserts of like, don't you remember? Isn't it fun? It's Harry Potter. I'm like, okay, I I get it. I don't care. You're already showing me the castle. I don't need McGonagall. Yeah, you're putting Hogwarts in the movie. So like, why are you giving me the characters? I know where we are. I don't need McGonagall for it. If she ever name drops like a Potter or something, I'm going out. Jeez Louise. It's too much. So, yeah, those that's that's something that really made me 
And it's something that I'm anxious about going into, like, the next movies, too, is that she's going to keep that up with more people and more characters. I don't want it unless it's actually good. And honestly, like, this next movie better be a big-ass fucking time skip. Yeah, seriously. If I am not, like, in the mid-30s by this movie, I'm going to be mad. Mm Mm-hmm. A year between the first two, I was blown away. Right. Are, are you kidding? How are you going to cover, like, a 15-year time span in the next it's three movies? It's crazy. Yeah. It's, like, almost 20 from the first one. I know. To the end. Right. So Time she's skip yeah. it up. If Bring she ends up, up having their duel being in, like, a different year or something... And then having Voldemort be born in a later time. Like, it, I just, I get really worried because, like, she clearly, like, is not aware of her timeline anymore. It's stressful So it me. that, like, makes me really anxious. I'm like, I know that yeah. a lot of people are like, who cares? Like, the timing I care! Uh, it's important. It is important. She made such she, a big she deal. She stated the year book one. Yes! Book one. Book one! 1945 has been on our minds. And, like, that year has been significant for the entire time because that's a significant year for Tom Riddle, too. So, like... And Hitler. And Hitler! (laughs) So, like, it's... It all has to fit with the story and the history. She wanted it to be magical World War II. So stick fucking to it. Yeah. Stick to it. Yeah, I hope she doesn't change it. So, it better be a big jump. And I'm, like, I'm ready for, like... Credence to look good. <laughs> like, let the crew come out strong. Oh my god. Maybe now that he's magical and has a wand, he'll I start hope, to look the part. I hope he's <laughs> bleached <laughs> blonde in the oh next one. Oh my god! <laughs> Draco Malfoy? Ah! <laughs> Give him a wig. So, yeah, I just, like, I think... I'm, yeah, we're all we're all stressed about the timeline and everything, so that's just, that's just one thing. Um... Yeah. Another thing that I'm feeling stressed about, and we were yelling about this because it was literally different things in the same movie, and, you know, we just watched Chamber of Secrets, and we're about to get into fucking, like, Goblet of Fire and all the other ones. Um, the Polyjuice Potion continues to be just a mistake (laughs) in all of these movies. They're so inconsistent in the way that they do Polyjuice Potion in these movies. And this is the thing that harks back to the Harry Potter movies and it's continuing into Fantastic Beasts. Because when it's convenient for them, they have the character's voice. Like, if they, if, if Gellert is Abernathy, he's got Abernathy's voice. Mm -hmm. Not any other time, not Newt, being Theseus. Yeah, but he still has Newt's voice when he's in Theseus's body. Yeah, so that's what I mean. So, like, it's dumb. So not that. Like, yeah. if it's convenient to the plot for it to still be a mystery. Right. Barty Crouch Jr. doesn't have fucking David Tennant's voice the whole time. No, it's no. not. It's moody the whole time. And then, ta-da. But then, like, you go to, like, Deathly Hallows Part 2, and, like, Helena Bonham Carter, like, has Hermione's voice in yeah. Gringotts. So it's just, like, it's not consistent. And we kind of talked about this and just said, like, when it's supposed to be a surprise and you're not supposed to know that it's someone in disguise until later, that's when they hide their voice. But, like, if you know that, like, they 
changed, then they use the original character's voice instead. And I wish that they just kept it consistent by having them use the voice of the person that they're turning into the whole time. Yes, because that's what makes sense. What is the point of doing Polyjuice Potion if you can just transfigure yourself well enough and have your own voice? Like, what is the point of this super hard potion if you're not going to fully be this person? Yeah, we already learned in Harry Potter that, like, you can do, like, transfiguration on your face to make you look different. Yes, and I think that this, too, so then you ask the question, like, okay, so when he was Abernathy, was it Polyjuice? Was that something that could even be happening? Whatever, like, I don't know what the deal was with the two of them at the beginning of this movie and how that was even possible. Right. But then, like, I don't, it just, it, ooh, it bothers me. Because then it's like, okay, so then is he just so good that he just used magic instead of potions to be Graves and to be Abernathy. Right. What's the point of Polyjuice at all? Yeah. The magic in this movie is out of control. That, yeah, that just, like, what even is magic anymore at this point? Like, I feel like it's kind of just, like, a plot convenience now. Yeah. Like, the tracking magic that, like, Nate yeah, does I to wrote find that Tina down and as stuff. something that I was really not happy with this go-around. And that was, like, something that I wasn't even happy with the first time we went to this movie. Like, no, with I was the just kind of like, what's the deal? And stuff. Yeah. Like, I was just like, everything is different, and I feel like there aren't any limits to there's, magic there's at no all. Rules. There's no rules. So, I, yeah. Man, I don't know. It's just, like, there's some stuff, and I don't know how much of that is. David Yates, my man, and, like, he just, he's got a too much gene. Right. And he needs to, like, rein it in. He needs to cool it. That's crazy to be able to do that, and it is. It's just, like, plot convenience. Yeah. To be able to, like, oh, well, this is, like, crazy, and I know. It's like, okay, yeah, I don't want to watch them run around trying to track down Tina for 20 minutes. Right. But that's crazy. You could think of something, like, a little bit less insane. Yeah. And we were talking about that, too, with, like, even in the first one, the apparating is crazy. I know. It's not even, like, for long-distance travel or quick and easy travel. It's like, I gotta get over here. Right. I'm fighting. Time to go over yeah, here. Yeah, people, like, apparate to a place that they could walk to in a matter of minutes. Yeah. Like, that's not necessary. <laughs> it's just, Wizards are lazy. It's crazy. <laughs> so, I don't know. Not that I wouldn't be doing that if I could well, apparate. I mean, but yes. like, it's just... Like, you bet that I would apparate to the second floor of my house instead of, like, walking up the stairs. It's, but <laughs> it's always to be just, like, dramatic in, like, fight scenes or whatever. Right. Um, let's see. Well, we've talked about this a million times before, and we're kind of open on where we stand that we think the Aurelius identity is a lie. Yeah. Um, if it turns out to be the truth, then I hate it and I have a problem with it. But for now, I'm not, like, jumping the gun. Right. Because I still believe in her to be able to, like, craft an interesting mystery and storyline. Right. Because she's she did it seven times. Yeah. So, like, I'm not... And I think even the first Fantastic Beast movie, what a good, cool twist. Even though I knew what was coming, because I yeah. knew I, I knew the clues and I could put it together, like, because she laid it out well. Yeah. Thought it was great. And so I'm just like, that was a good standalone movie. And then now this movie, which is, we'll talk about it because this is why people don't like it, is that it's a setup movie. It's a Half-Blood Prince. Mm-hmm. And people got problems with it. And that, like, from two through five, I'm sure, is just going to be one big, long 
story. Right. They're not going to be that great as, like, standalones until maybe the last one. Right. So, like, I don't have a problem with it, and I'm willing to, like, sit and be patient. It's going to for be the story cliffhanger to after out. cliffhanger for the next three movies. Two, three, and four are all going to have to end in, like, cliffhangers mm-hmm. that make you want to come back for the next one. Yeah, so I'm, I'm not mad at it now. If it turns out that that is, like, a real honest truth... That's more problems with the timeline and canon, and I have a big problem with it. Mm. So, But for now, I'm not going to be mad about it. I just think it's stupid. Yeah. <laughs> but my big, big, big one that I have a problem with that I'm sure you do, too, is, holy shit, Joanne, you've got two women of color in this movie that are, like, basically, okay, not so much Lita. I think that she's got a really cool and interesting story. But the death and all of that, it's like, you've got these two women of color who are just stepping stones for white man pain. Right. Stop. Stop with that. And especially Nagini, I'm it's like Cho pissed. all over again. Yeah. Oh my, seriously, it's Cho and Ginny all over again with Tina and Lita. It's disappointing. But this time yeah. she actually killed her. Right. Like, oh my God. Yeah. It's crazy. So I just, I got big problems with that. And especially because I felt like, okay... Well, this is what I was saying, too, with Grindelwald. I'm like, if you're going to stick with it, show me why. Prove it. And they did. And I'm mad about him, but he does a great job, and I'm excited about Grindelwald. So I kind of, like, compartmentalize and get to enjoy the movie. But it's like, if you're going to fucking put Nagini in it for no fucking reason, Mm -hmm. do it then. And she didn't. She barely talked. She was just there to, like, coddle Credence. She held his hand the whole time. She just was there she to be was like, his, like, comfort oh, I'm source. sorry, why don't I hug you? And then he leaves her at the end. <laughs> so, I don't know. It's just, I just wish she was cooler. And she wasn't. And it was just like, she was just there to, I like, just, I hope and pray that stool. she becomes a bigger character. Like, I hope that this movie was just meant to be, like, an introduction to her. Yeah. And that it'll it wasn't get a, It wasn't a very good one, though. But, so. like, oh, it was bad. I think... Two, I feel nervous about the future, even though I'm excited that we're going to hopefully get that little tie-in to the Harry Potter series with, like, the bridge that is Voldemort. Mm -hmm. I am nervous just because of, like, the way that she was in this movie that, like, I I don't want them to handle it wrong and have her just be some poor little sob story that this, like evil white guy saves or whatever like i want it to be good and so i feel nervous just because she 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 has a problem and i just want it to be good i want her to have a good honest character arc yeah that's all she needs i don't even really care what it is like we know what her like i want it to be interesting and i want it to be cool when you think of harry potter and i want it to be respectful yeah Ugh. Like, we already know what Nagini's story is going to, like, turn into. We already know how it yes. ends for her. But, like, she needs to do it well. Please, God. So that makes... That's, that's like, my long-running list of things that make me feel upset about this movie. What yeah. did I miss for you? I think you pretty much covered it all. <laughs> Honestly, I think we have, like, a lot of the same things. Um, I think Nicholas Flamel is a big one, and the use of magic was a big one, mm-hmm. and just, like, not following the canon with, like, McGonagall and stuff was a big one for me, and yes. the Lita and Nagini stuff, so that's, that was all my stuff. And we just complained for a long time, 
And it's fine to do, because, like, there were things about this movie that weren't great, and those were them. But overall, here we go. Time to, time to go to bat for this movie, because we like it. We like this movie. Let's talk about what people hated about this movie and throw it back in their faces. Okay. <laughs> Honestly, okay, a lot of the stuff that I saw people say that they hated were the same things that we said that we yes. hated. But they hate it so strongly that they hated the movie in general because of those mm. things. You know what I mean? Like, they were, they were like, this movie has all of this bad stuff, I'm really upset about all of this, and there's, like, no saving grace for this movie at all because wow. they fucked up with all this stuff. Can I ask you a question? Because when I was kind of going back and trying to find stuff and opinions on this movie and thinking back to what I was seeing when the movie first came out, um, and you were kind of trying to look at, like, some MuggleNet articles and stuff, too, mm-hmm. um, did you even see anything that was discussing the, like, racism of this movie, besides just the fact of, like, Nagini being played by a Korean woman. Not really. I saw some stuff that, um, talked about, like, just how women are treated badly in Mm. this movie, but they didn't really talk about it from a standpoint of, like, women of color. Like, they included Nagini and Lita as examples, but they didn't just use them. Like, they also talked about how, like, Tina, like, goes back to her, like, self that she is in the first movie for a while, and they talk about how Pickery is, like, not in the movie, and... Stuff like that, too. Yeah, and the Queenie thing we gotta talk about. And the about. Queenie thing. I just, I feel like that was a really big thing, and I honestly, I will disagree with people about Tina and Queenie and their characterizations in this movie, and if they were bad, because I don't think either of them were. Yeah. Um, and I think it was, like, very specifically on these two. Right. And I, I'd like, it was for a reason. It was, I don't, I don't know. It was just like, and I didn't see anybody talking about that. And I'm like, am I crazy? And then I watch it two more times and I say, no, I'm not crazy. Right. This is a real thing and nobody's saying anything about it. And people are just getting mad over imaginary queer baiting when like there is some weird racist stuff going on in this movie. Yeah. So I just wanted to see if you had seen anything about that. Cause honestly, I feel like I and you are the only people in the world who see this. That it's not great. Right. I know. Other than the immediate outpouring of anger about Nagini being played by Claudia I Kim. I feel like, in general, Harry Potter fans, like, don't really address, like, how bad the racism no. is in the fandom as a whole. I don't because think so even either. if you go back to, like, the actual Harry Potter books and, like, the way that, like, Cho is treated and the way that, like, the other, like, students of color are treated in the books. Like, people never really address that either. Or, like, I remember one time I commented on, like, a muggle post thing on Facebook talking about how I didn't like the racism behind, like, the Yule Ball costumes. Yes. And I got so much attack for it. Like, so many people were, like, so embracing my heritage is racism, and, like, they were, like, being really mad. And I was like, no, it's racist because they're, like, making them embrace a heritage that's, like, not even theirs. Like, that's what's bad about it. Yeah. Asian girls can still wear pretty dresses to parties. They don't have to wear traditional clothing. You know? Like, so I got a lot of backlash for that. So I think, like, in general, like, people just don't want to admit that, like, there is racism present in Harry Potter. Yeah. It's easier to talk about sexism and homophobia, I think. Yeah. Than racism. So. So, okay, yeah, I just wanted to ask about that because I thought that that was really plaguing this movie. And... I just wanted to bring it up because I feel crazy yeah. <laughs> sometimes. So, 
We'll just, we'll start easy with just kind of, like, the stuff that I found just kind of, like, movie stuff that people thought was bad. Like, not anything that had to do with, like, the plot or the characters. But, like, some people are just saying that, like, it's not a well-made movie. Oh. Period. No. Like, people are, like, the colorization of it (laughs) is bad. People are, like, the effects are really bad. Um, storyline-wise, like... (laughs) Right, I know. And people are just, like, storyline-wise, like, it doesn't have a real plot, and there isn't really any significant character development. Like, that's, like, a lot of, like, what people are saying as far as just, like, how the movie is made and how the storyline goes, generally. Oh. So let's go to bat about that, because, like, we were talking about this after watching that, like, big fight sequence at the end of this movie, and we were both like, I don't get how anybody could have walked out of this either being being disappointed after seeing that. Like, everything with the fire and everything, like... I think the effects in this movie are gorgeous. Are amazing. Even though I'm... Even though we're yelling about the magic, it all looks great. It looks way better than it does in Harry Potter. Yeah, it looks cool, and I think, like... I don't know. I don't think the coloring is weird in this movie. I think it's just like... I don't know. Like, it's a darker story. So, like, of course there are going to be dark scenes, like, when they're in the, like, graveyard and when they're in, like, at the thing. Like, of course it's going to be darker. It's nighttime. But, like... (laughs) Honestly, I think, too, is that there are, like, some scenes that are just, like, a little grayer. And while, like, scenes that happen, like, in the dark like, in the, um, the tomb or whatever, is, like, beautifully lit. Right. I think it's gorgeous the whole yeah. time. There are some scenes of them walking through Paris, but I think that fits with it. It's like, I specifically pick out that Queenie scene. Right. When she's trying to find Newt and Jacob, mm-hmm. and that's very gray, and then, of course, it starts raining and all of it, and it's, like, for the scene. And then there's another part where it is Newt and Jacob running through, and it does look kind of dingy and dark or whatever, but that's, like, for the tone of the scene. Right. And there are plenty of very bright and colorful moments in this movie, so yeah. I don't get whatever, like, bullshit Half-Blood Prince muddy water bullshit that people are trying to say. Because I think it's very movie. beautiful. Right. And David Gates backed off the weird shit that he did for five and six with the color tones. Like, mm-hmm. I think it's, I think it was very good and very pretty. Yeah, I think it looked really good. So I, I don't think that argument is valid at all. And again, with, like, the plot thing, like I said, like, it's a Half-Blood Prince movie. It's a you know filler what I mean? movie. Like, it's It's, a, like, set up. It's a puzzle piece in the whole story. It's getting things ready to move forward, and I don't think people like that in franchises so much. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Yeah. And then for people to just say that, like, there's not any character development in this movie, that's I think is crazy really bad. Me. Yeah, that's no good. I don't, I don't think that's correct at all. Mm-hmm. I think, he, I think there's just, like, not, there's not that much. It was quick. It was in a quick like, period of time. Like, yeah, like, But there, there was a lot that happened by the end. There was. Yeah, a lot has happened to these characters. Like, the game has totally changed for them by the end of this movie. Yeah, you see with, like, Newt is a really good one, that the movie starts off with him saying that, like, he's not getting involved. Mm-hmm. By the end of the movie, it's the same line. He like, literally I've says, I've chosen a side. Yeah. Because every, we talked about it when we were watching this movie, every single person in that scene who's fighting at the end has just lost somebody to him. Yeah. Every single one of them has. So, like, of course it's more real for them now. Mm-hmm. Like, they're ready to fight. They're ready to see this guy get taken down. Yeah, they're a part of it now. So, I don't know. I think that it's big. And then you see, like, aww, Queenie. Yeah. And there's... <laughs> uh, yeah, that's different. Um, 
that's going to be a big conversation coming up in a minute or two. I don't know. I think that there's a lot. And people can say stuff about, like, Tina going back. I'm like, what do you mean going back? She, her arc in that first movie was something that I even complained about. I said, her switch felt too fast to me that all of a sudden she's, like, so nice and a rule breaker and, like, all this stuff. I'm like... No, she she is who she is, and she does what she does, and, like, whatever. She's still the same person, and she's, like, making strides, and she's allowed to be, like, weird and jealous because they were so sweet and tearful and precious together at the end of the movie, and now all of a sudden this guy's, like, getting engaged. She's yeah. mad. Yeah, it's so, of fine. course, she's, like, feeling awkward around him, but then as soon as she finds out the truth, it's, like, back to, like, where she was at the end of the last movie, you know? So she is, like... That's her deal. And that you know that in that first one that she, like, loves being an Auror. Yeah. And so she's, like, fucking down to work. And that's what you see in this movie. And just because she's not, like, magical creatures, wow! Like she was at the end of the movie. Like, whatever. She's still being She has other things going on in her mind right now. There's so much going on. She's working. She's trying to find this poor kid she's gone to bat for, like, 500 times and, like, save his life. Whatever. Excuse her for not being super interested in nifflers right now. <laughs> I'm, ah, uh, man. So, I don't know. I don't know. I think even Lita, just from what we saw of her, had a, a interest, not interesting, but a, a shift. Yeah. She had a change that she was so self-hating and then decided that she was going to do something good and, like, sacrifice herself. <laughs> but, like, yeah. that was it. So that was... I don't... I don't I don't know. I think people And, like, that's, like, character development mad. that happens literally within one film. Like, it's not like you just have character development between where someone was in the first movie compared to where they are now. Mm-hmm. But just, like, showing that Lita changed over the course of one movie is, like, pretty significant. I just think... I don't know. I just, I think it's good and people want to be mad at it because people just want to be mad at things. Yeah. Okay. So, Queenie. Yeah. Talking about character development. People were not pleased with her storyline. I In this movie, I was incredibly pleased by it. I remember just, like, hearing the rumor that she was going to join Grindelwald before we even, like, saw this movie. And just being like, oh, God, I hope that's true. That's so cool. I think it's really awesome. I think it's bomb. It's like, it's not like she's going to be with him forever. She's going to see it eventually and go back to the other side. But it's like a fun little, like, misstep in her. It's cool. Like, why do people hate flaws? Right? (laughs) Why do people hate flaws? I just, like, it's awesome. And I think that's something that people really forgot about or, like, just chose not to see is that she is, like, even in the first one, she's got Arthur Weasley syndrome. Yeah. Because when she's first, like, when they first, Tina first brings him over or whatever, she's like, oh, my God. Right. Wow, I've never met a nomad before. Like, whatever. She's got all this, st- like, she's, he's not quite on the level. And so, right. of course, when it's like, he doesn't know what's best for him, I'm going to take it in my own hands. I put him under a spell or whatever. Right. It's just because he doesn't know. He's a nomad. He doesn't get it. Yeah. Now he's not getting the Grindelwald thing. Like, yeah, he's saying all this stuff, but, like, it's not going to be that bad. Mm-hmm. I'm voting for Trump because of his economic policies. Right. I can ignore the racism. Right. I can ignore that, like, the rape allegations. <laughs> because I like his economics. Yeah. Well, we can ignore his genocide, Jacob. He's trying to fight for us to be open so that we can get married. Right. He wants what we want in one regard. 
like, I think people thought, like, that's so out of nowhere and just ridiculous. And how could she join Wizard Hitler and, like, all this stuff? It's cool. I think it's fun. And it's been there since the beginning, if you look hard enough, that she doesn't treat him like he's on her level. Right. Which is what, if you're listening to him in that speech... He's not sound, he's not telling his truth. Right. He's saying that he doesn't hate muggles. They're just different. And that's what she thinks too, even though right. she loves him. Yeah. It's not great. So like it's fine and it fits and it works. Mm-hmm. It's so good. It's really good. I think it's awesome that like she was so quick to join him too. Like, at the end of the movie, like, Credence is the one who's still kind of, like, hesitant with him, but she's, like, all she's in. She's in it, on it, right like, away. totally like a right-hand person to him or something now. Yeah. Because she's got a great gift. Why wouldn't he want that? Right. Of course. Come on. Oh, it's bomb. It's really good. He's just getting, like, a band of hotties together. Right. To, like, go destroy the world. I know. I can't <laughs> believe so many people were upset about that. I think it's bomb. I don't, I don't get it. I don't get it. Mm. I don't know. I think that there's a lot of, like, fear of, like, enjoying flaws and bad character traits and just, like, Mm -hmm. you know, morally gray or just, like, straight up dark characters because there is, like, a big backlash against it right now, especially in fandom. Whoa, in fandom. Like, the morality police are out, and they're not here to play games. Like, you're you're just not allowed to like these things, and so then it becomes, like, you automatically have to hate these things, and that, like, because they're not, like, a pristine character they're not a good character anymore. Right. Or that storyline isn't good anymore because it's exploring something dark or bad or Mm. morally not so great. Right. But I think that that's what makes fiction really interesting because a lot of us want to be good people, but here we are in fiction. We get to like explore these like darker themes or whatever. I don't know. I think it's like healthy. Yeah, I agree. <laughs> so, so I I think there's a lot of people hating what went on with Queenie just because we're like in a time right now in fandom specifically where it's like looked down upon to think things like that are exciting. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know, it's just me. But I, I've I just agree. noticed it being a thing in these last couple of years that it's, like, really stepped up of, like, you have to, like, clean immoral content. And I'm like, why? Right. This is cool. It's bad. But I it's know. good. Just because it's bad doesn't mean it's not good. It's fun. Do you think a lot of people in the fandom like Grindelwald right now? No. I don't know. I think there's certain parts of fandom that... um appreciate his character mm-hmm. for what it is. Like, I have forced myself to do, even though I'm still very angry that he's involved in the movies. Mm-hmm. I put it aside because he does a good job and I get it. Mm-hmm. It's not the right thing to do. I mean, these movies, like, honestly, this the first movie and that was it, that's the contract, this is it, they believe in it. If these if this franchise right here started like even a year later, 
wouldn't have happened. Right. Absolutely. Wouldn't have happened with, like, the social movements that are going on. But it came just before people cared. Mm Mm-hmm. He wouldn't have been cast. No. No way. Even, like, I'm seeing, like, Pirates of the Caribbean is, like, doing a comeback and they're just straight up, he's not even involved. He's Mm -hmm. not allowed to be. They're not bringing him on. Yeah. They don't want to. Mm Mm-hmm. So, like, these opportunities are kind of, like, going away, but here he is in a Harry Potter movie and that's it. It happened too early for people to care. Right. So, I don't know, like, I think that that is a holdback for a lot of people and I see a lot of stuff, like... I don't know, like, in fan fiction or whatever, you see a lot of, like, people tagging stuff that's just, like, um, blank actor as Gellert Grindelwald, or, like, Grindelwald isn't Johnny Depp. Like, that's in their tags that they, like, don't want you to think of him, even. Oh, wow. When when you're, like, enjoying their content that's around the character. And a lot of people won't, they don't like to draw that design, they don't want to make or even if it is a design, don't like to make it look like him mm-hmm. or whatever. Like there's a lot of like weirdness with it. And I get it because I am a part of that. Like I don't, yeah, I don't care for him, but he does a good job he as the character. And I like the character. I think it's really good. The choices that are being made besides I, and I don't know. Yeah. So it's tough. That's hard. And I, I don't know. I don't know. I also kind of, like, curate my online, like, fandom experience enough to where I've kind of weeded out seeing stuff that, like, is really derogatory Mm -hmm. about things that I like. (laughs) So I don't have to, like, deal with feeling bad all the time when I'm trying to have a good time online. Right. So I see stuff where people just, like, get it and they do what they like because they like the character and not everything has to be so connected. I don't know. I'm so... Like, I feel like I'm such a liar and a hypocrite because, like, only in this franchise do I feel the way that I do. Right. But Everywhere else in the world, I'm like, get them out, shut yeah. it down, wrap it up. I don't want it. But yeah. here I'm like, you know. He's good. It's really tough for me because that art versus the artist thing, mm-hmm. I'm, like, so, like, nothing is worth the price of people being hurt. <laughs> right. You know? But it's like, oh, man, that makes me a bad person. Because mm. Harry Potter matters to me. <laughs> right. And I want to have a good time. And yeah. I'm not going to boycott something. I don't know. It's hard, Katie. It's, it's really I feel tough. like a bad person even talking about it. But it's just, it's my line in the sand that I want to enjoy one thing in life. And things are so bad right now. <laughs> right. I know. So, like, Harry Potter has to be that one thing. So if I have to put it, it aside for one thing. It would be easier to, like, to hate, like, if he wasn't good at it. Like, if they had yeah. kept him and, like, he did a bad job. But, like... No, they're proving they why they kept him. found someone better? He's doing such a good job. Mm-hmm. I still stand by, I think, Christoph Waltz could have done a really good job. <laughs> That's Grindelwald. That's true. Oh, he's good. So, I don't know. But it's, like, clear that, like, he understands the character really well. And, like, he's put his own twist on him and he's made him really fun. And... He's great. He's good at it. He's a great villain. Yeah. He's a really interesting character. Yeah. But I don't want to praise him too much because I hate him. Right. So I, what I try and do just like going forward in our Fantastic Beast legacy on this podcast and in life is like, I'll put all the praises to this character and the writing mm-hmm. and do very little for the acting and the actor. Right. <laughs> I will say though, I still, I still really hate the choice of the eye. 
Yeah. Um, and even in a scene where, like, you can really pay attention and not be so excited because you're in a movie theater, there's a part where, oh, I think it's when he's when he first vapes and is talking... <laughs> And is talking about credence or whatever. With his actual eye without the contact in it, there's so much emotion there, and mm -hmm. it's just nothing on the other side. Yeah. I don't know. I think that's a waste. Yeah, I, I agree. I think it's a waste. So, uh, uh, I don't I hate know. it even more knowing that it was his idea. <laughs> I know! I know. Why didn't somebody say no? You're allowed to say no to an actor's opinion. Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> Ugh, whatever. So that's him again. We just spent another, like, million years talking about him. I don't know how many times I can rehash it. I feel bad about it. Right. And I try and talk my way out of it, but it sounds even worse. So I don't know what to say. It's my thing. Right. It's my one thing I'm letting myself have this. Yeah. I don't I don't know. I don't know. Let's talk about queer baiting since we're talking about him. Okay. Um, oh my god. Can I just... It's not. <laughs> I've said this before, and I stand by it so hard, Katie. It's not. It was an introduction to the relationship. Right. There's three more movies. Right. And I know that, like, talk is cheap, and I get it. And I will be mad if by the end of these movies I don't see anything and people were liars, and David Yates and David Heyman and J.K. Rowling all think that just because they say that they fucked, that that's enough. Right. No, I have to see. They it. had a sexual relationship. They had a sexual relationship. That's not enough for me <laughs> if you don't show it. I don't need to see it. But like, show me something about show them the having a romantic relationship. Like, because they did. The That's what they're their saying. Side was a great start, but it was great not start. enough. There is practically an orgasm in that scene already. When, but like, when did those two specifically? When did any no homo happen in that movie? None. It's None. not queer baiting. No. It's teasing. Yeah. It's teasing something bigger it's to come. It's teasing you, especially since, like, we know that we're going to see more of your <gasps> history in the next movie. Of course we are. She said that we will. Like, people tweeted her, and we're like, are we, is, like, is that all we get? And she's like, no, we're going to get more in the other movies. She's promised that. So, like. <laughs> Fingers crossed. <laughs> Don't back I, honestly, though, I don't think so, and I think that it's, like, this was one thing, and it's, like, people are blowing it out of proportion. Like, the David Yates quote about, like, we're not exploring their relationship that thoroughly in this movie. Right. In this movie. And then they cut out the rest of the quote that's, like, we're very I interested like in it. I feel like it's just <laughs> a running theme in general with, like, people hating on this movie is that they forget that there are three more movies. Like, they get so fired up, and they get so mad about things that happened in this movie... And they forget that there's still more time. We are living in a world where franchise movies um, can tell one big long story, but are their own perfect wrapped up little package. Right. Like, I feel like I could go see uh, the newer Mission Impossible movie without having to see any of the others. And right. And I'll be just fine. And it's like, it kind of was that way with Harry Potter, but honestly, I will make the case again. How many times can I say it? I think that Crimes of Grindelwald is Half-Blood Prince. Yeah. I and agree. like, not everything can be this perfect little parcel that's part of a larger story. Right. Like, the first one was. Yeah. 
So I just, I think you have to give it time. And it's not, it's not queer baiting. It's not. This movie, we are not watching a show on the CW, you guys. Right. It's not queer baiting. It's part of a larger story. And there's not time to get into all of it right now. Mm -hmm. I know we're all impatient. To see Juthal suck a dick. <laughs> but we can't. Just go watch the Oscar Wilde movie and wait your turn. Oh my god. Just wait. It's okay. <laughs> I'm sorry. I get so fired oh, up. His face is so red right now. I get so fired up. It's not. People are just so mad because they want to be mad. Right. And I get it because I, she pisses me off too. But I'm trying to give her a chance. Like, oh my god, like, we went into this movie, like, expecting to be mad. And, like, there are definitely things to be mad about, but the fact that people are, like, so mad that they're refusing to see the good in it is what, like, makes me mad. Yeah, there are some mistakes, but there's a lot of good stuff in here. I think overall it was a really good movie. I do, too. It's just, like, some stuff isn't handled with care as it should be. Right. What else have you been seeing that people are angry about? Um, I think another big thing that I saw a lot of people say is just kind of going off of what we've said a little bit is that there just aren't any, they say that like, it doesn't seem like there are any connections to the first Fantastic Beast movie. Mm. Like all of the cliffhangers that we get at the end of the first movie, like Credence is dead and Jacob won't remember anything and all that stuff. And Grindelwald is in jail. Like, all of that gets reversed so early on in this movie, and people are really mad that, like, that was just kind of, like, resolved and then moved on right away. I suppose I can agree with that. I think the Jacob one, who cares, I think that was fine to be a throwaway fix. Right. Um, I think the Credence one... I get. I get I was kind of disappointed by that in the movie as well when we went to see it. Um, when it was just like, he's dead. No, he's not. <laughs> yeah, it was just like, like, nope, he's alive and we know where he is. It would have been cooler if it was like a, a mystery. Like, is he alive? Is he not? Or if it was like a big reveal to like the characters that like he was still alive. Yeah. I do want to say, I do, I do think this can be cut out. Um, I think that we missed two deleted scenes that we need to watch quick before you leave. Because when I was looking through them, like, deleted, deleted, not a part of the extended cut at all. Mm. Looks like two Credence scenes. Really? So I think we need to watch those quick. Okay. Guys! (laughs) We lied. (laughs) Listen, um, we thought that all the deleted scenes were in the extended cut, but they weren't. There were, um, a couple, but two really important ones, since we were literally just talking about, like, oh, well, there's unanswered questions about Credence. Yeah. Um, I was like, I swear I saw some other ones that weren't in the movie. They were unfinished that just didn't end up getting used, was the opening to the movie of Credence coming back together as a person and finding an adoption paper and screaming. <laughs> yeah. Which is, oh, I wish, like, I love the opening of this movie. That's I something that I have loved from the very first time I saw this movie and yes. have obsessed out about repeatedly since. But, like, that would have been really cool. Like, it would have really added more to his story because we were talking earlier about how his story feels so unimportant. And I was going to say this, too, before watching this. Like, I feel like that that establishing opening thing right there, like, kind of, like puts away the thing that I had to say was a criticism that I read was that um, 
that the credence, who credence is, is a bad mystery because at the end of the first movie, we never had that question. Right. That it's like, who credence is was never something we needed to know, and so there was no connection to it, so it failed as a plot line. Right. Which is why I said before that I thought it was boring. But watching that opening scene and seeing him with that little haircut again in the rubble of the church... Mm-hmm. Honestly, I think that's awesome, and that that would have been a cool opening. Again, it's hard to choose because, damn, that Grindelwald opening is bomb. Right. But you know, like that that answers the questions. That answers the question of like, how is he back? Whatever. Like I, you know, we knew, but we wanted to see. Right. I think was the thing. And with Jacob, I feel like that's less. I didn't need to see. I just knew, and I ex- I would yeah. accept it when he was back in, just because that's how it was. But the credence and like they, I feel like we get a little bit of an explanation of that in the first movie. That like, oh, Jacob might remember yes. because it says specifically that like the thing they used to obliviate everyone, yep. like erases yeah. bad memories, and so like people were we guessing on that. Yeah. Before this movie even, like, came All out. the clues are there. Right. But the Credence thing, it would it was nice to see, like, an actual visual thing of what mm-hmm. happened. And right. that, like, he stumbles upon this, like, crumbled, wet adoption paper and is, like, you know? Because that was kind of a thing, is that you think, like, Graves is telling him that, like, he can learn magic. And then at the end of it, like, right at this moment of betrayal... He's like, you're nobody, you're a squib, who cares about you? Right. And so now he's like, well, I am magic, and look at me, this powerful thing, like, I'm not nobody. And then here's right. this adoption paper, oh, but so who am I? Like, that that makes it feel a little bit more poignant yeah. and important to the story. I kind of, like, get it now. I agree. Without that context, why? Mm-hmm. What's the point? Who cares? Why does he need to know who he is? Yeah. He just wants to be loved. He wants a family. (laughs) (laughs) So, yeah. Yeah. What was, what was the other one that was on that list of, so it was Jacob and Credence, and then what was the other Um, thing that people were needing to see? Oh, just like, Grindelwald, like, was locked up in prison and then immediately is, like, out right away. Well, I thought that was enough. That's what I I expected it to be. I expected it to be with it opening that way. I didn't think he was going to stay locked up the whole time. No. I was (laughs) I still die for that line. And I wish Pickery was in it more, of course, as everyone does and should. Mm -hmm. But the we cut out his tongue line. Oh, my God. Means the world to me. We both had such a strong reaction to that the first time we saw this movie. Oh, that is so bomb. It was unreal. It's so good. That is so so vicious. And I love it because we see Makuza, or the American Ministry of Magic, as they call it in this movie. (laughs) Oh my god. (laughs) We see them being so vile in the first one with their, like, punishments. Right. Right corporal punishment, whatever. Mm. Like, their death penalty's crazy. Welcome to America! Yeah. <laughs> and then, like... And then now it's like, alright, we... Well, he's an awful person, so we're gonna torture him. Yeah. Hell yeah. It's bomb. So, like, I get where people are coming from. It's, like, everything that, like, the first movie ends on is, like, taken away right away in yeah. the beginning of this movie. But, like, it kind of had to be that way for the story to continue. Yes. It's, like, one of those things where uh, the 
besides credence to me, I think the Jacob and Grindelwald stuff, like, I, that's fine. I accept it. The credence thing, I think definitely still could have used that scene, even if it wasn't an opening. Right. Even if it was just, like, you see him, like, going away in the rain, and even for it not to be right away of Credence coming up, but for yep. you, it's like raining the big storm or whatever, you see him fly away, it says Crimes of Grindelwald, blah 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 blah, and then it goes down and you see his little smoke wisp yeah. going in there, that would have been great too. That would have been perfect. I think that context is what we need, but I get it because it's like, so what are the, like, the questions that we're asking in this movie were not asked at the end of the last one. That the questions that we did ask at the end of the last one aren't being addressed, mm-hmm. or they were thrown away. So I get it, but like this movie's got to go. Right. This movie's got to go, and most of the questions that I had at the end are easily sweep aside Right. I do have a big looming question, and it's why doesn't Colin Farrell get to be in these <laughs> movies again? And that can't be swept away unless he just gets to be in them. Yeah, I know. Come on now. Everybody have to disappear just because everybody's question. Everybody's living question is where's Graves? Did you right. see how much she got tweeted that really at, when that first movie came out? Oh, I didn't like, know that. Everybody was like, "Where's Graves? Where's the real personal Graves?" And then they're like, "What house is Graves in?" Because she's like, "Ask me questions about Fantastic Beast people," and I was like, "Where's Graves?" <laughs> <laughs> the funniest thing. It was so good because people were so pissed that that. I hope he swap. ends up coming back at some point. I do, too. Even if it's just for, like, a little cameo or something. I know, I'd love it. Plot twist. Colin Farrell will next play the first look we see of Tom Riddle. Huh? <laughs> <laughs> Don't do that. Oh, I want Christian Coulson back. Uh, I, I know. Well, we were talking about it, too, because I think it was... I think I figured it out, is that there was some concept art of, like, the birdcage place. Yeah. When they're walking to go find um, Irma, I think her name is. Yeah. Um, Yeah, so right before that, there's concept art of of a man who looks like Colin Farrell, who looks like Graves, waiting there. And so I think... That awful guy that reminds me of Mycroft <laughs> in BBC Sherlock, Skender, mm-hmm. or that's not his name. Not that's the the guy, guy who is like what the fuck is that guy's name? Yeah, who is who's working for is. Grindelwald in the end? Yeah, um, I think that he was originally going to be Graves, Graves, the real Graves, which I think which would have been cool. Because like for I know him to that still be working for I know but still pretending to be a ministry worker. I would die. That would be amazing. Because like he's just as slimy in uh, real life as he was when it was Grindelwald being him. That is the twist that I love. Because I thought the Abernathy thing was amazing. And I saw a lot of people saying like I would love it, especially when they heard that Pickery, because we heard Pickery before Abernathy was going to be in Crimes of Grindelwald, and people were like, what if it's her? And I was like, yes! And I got so excited about it. And even though, like, that, you know, wouldn't be super great. Yeah, um, but Abernathy working for Abernathy was bomb. great. And so I think if we had a reveal that really still, like, the real Percival Graves is bad, oh, so I think that would have been really cool. That would have been awesome. And especially in that big, like, bubble fight that I love so much. Mm-hmm. Um, if he was going up against the real one because he's so angry at that face. Yes. Oh, that yes. would have been amazing. That would have been bomb. So my my heart beats for Percival Graves to come back into this series. God. That's my lasting he's question from the He's not dead. I refuse to believe that he just died. Colin Farrell is the only one who believes that 
he's dead. Really? <laughs> Everyone else was like, no. But he was asked. Have they asked him? They asked. Okay, yeah. So legit, there's an interview that everybody was putting around on Tumblr when it first came out that everyone was like, no, because somebody asked him in like an interview, like, do you think the real Graves is like out there somewhere still? Because people are trying to see if he'll come back to the series or whatever, and he's not going to answer it. Um, and he's like. Yeah, I think he was dead in the ground somewhere six weeks before the movie started. And oh, I was like, oh, no! <laughs> Colin Farrell, have you read Harry Potter? Don't do it. No so. one dies like that. <laughs> so, I don't know. We'll see. We'll see. But it's tough because it it, it could just be a, like a Mad-Eye Moody ripoff. I know. You know what I mean? But I wouldn't care. I get to look at him again. As long as Colin Farrell's in this movie. I'm so ready for Dumbo. <laughs> I'm ready for Dumbo. Yeah, I for it's been um I think we probably wanna get this wrapped up because that was most mm. people's thing, and I think we should end it on a on it some things that we loved about the movie too. Like we talked about how we love the Queenie stuff and all of that. But uh, you know, with all the shit we're talking, I'm so it's been a <laughs> It's been a hot minute since I've like, like heard anything. Like I've like I've had a video experience with this movie. It's just been a lot of stills and stuff. Yeah. And that watching it every time Grindelwald was talking, I was yelling at the top of my lungs. I know. Lungs. <laughs> <laughs> oh, he's so good. It's that character is he's so such fun. a good villain. He's such a good such villain. a good villain. What the fuck? And I was so mad. See, this is what it always comes back to, is I'm pissed all the time. I'm mad like everybody else, but for the right reasons. <laughs> that David Yates, when this little thing we started to kind of watch and then had to get out of because we had to hurry up and start recording this, um, was saying, like, he's charismatic. He's charming. He's a sociopath. He's manipulative. Like, all of this, like, great stuff. And it's like, what an amazing villain. Gives speeches, whatever. I'm like... Do yeah. that with Tom. I was like, yeah, you know who else did that? And you blew your chance, David Yates? <laughs> you fucked up, David Yates, because guess who was pretty okay in Goblet of Fire and then sucked the rest of the time? Right, yeah. <laughs> I... <clears throat> oh, it's so infuriating. When are these remakes going to happen so I can get some good Voldemort in my life? Yeah, seriously. Oh. Have you seen... This, I guess, this could be my honorary toilet flood a little bit late <laughs> at the end of the vlog. Daniel Radcliffe had, like, something else coming out recently, and so he's been doing a lot of press for that. Mm. But, of course, people are asking him questions Harry about, Potter like, questions. Harry Potter stuff. And they were, like, asking him about, like, reboot stuff. And he was like, oh, I'm almost positive there will be a Harry Potter reboot at some point of in my lifetime. Of course there will! Like, he was talking about it. Yes! And- he, I don't know, they were asking him about, like, what he would want to see in, like, a reboot, and it was just, like, interesting. And then he was going off and starting to say, like, I feel like it would be better for her to do more of this, like, Fantastic Beast stuff and telling other stories that happened in the world instead of focusing on retelling Harry Potter again. She doesn't need to do what I need to do. <laughs> she can stay out of it. Right. She can just shut up and collect her check and let me do the work. <laughs> give give it to someone who knows her universe better than she does at this uh, point. She's forgetting a lot of the key details. But I just thought that was interesting that, like, even, like, the actors who were, like, so involved in Harry Potter for so long are like, oh, yeah, like, there will be a reboot for mm-hmm. sure. You know? And, like, talking about what they would want to see. In yeah. It's just cool to hear about. I love it all. I love it all, except for very specific things. <laughs> I know. <laughs> 
I want to be positive. I love this movie, and I feel like you know it's so easy to talk about the things that are wrong because right. I feel like sometimes it's boring just to gush. You want to get? I feel into like it. that's how it feels also about Harry Potter in yes. general. Like I have so many people who like hear me rant about it, and they're like, "Do you even like Harry Potter?" Because you always talk shit about it, even though you say that it's like your favorite thing. And I'm like, I scream it because is I my care. favorite thing. Stop attacking me for having opinions about it. Like. <laughs> It's all out of love, and, like, the true friends are the one who are are the ones who are able to, like, recognize that it has some flaws, even though it's still a great thing overall. Yes. Yes. So. Beautiful. Don't Is that a Dumbledore quote? <laughs> no, it's a Katie quote. <laughs> so poignant and beautiful. I just get so salty. Like, I, I, like, censor myself about Harry Potter around certain people because I know they're just gonna, like... <laughs> this is our outlet. You get mad about Harry Potter, and I'm really sick of it. And I'm like, yeah, well, I'm sick of you telling me not to get mad about Harry Potter. Because I'm passionate. And I hope you all are, too. Yeah. <laughs> and I hope that you're out there living it up. You had a great weekend. You're starting off the week right, coming fresh off of watching this movie and having oh, a good time. Yeah. Seeing all the behind-the-scenes stuff that we're going to be watching late, too. <laughs> Hopefully you guys are all enjoying your time somewhere that's way warmer than where we are oh, right now. My oh, my God. Polar vortex. Seriously, it is no good. It just keeps snowing. We've we had were so buckets and buckets of snowfall from our sky. I in the think last it's because it's like all of like December and January, like the world was saving up its snow, and then it all came at once instead of coming gradually over our winter. Yeah. <laughs> so and like we were all like, it's been spoiled. saving like years of snow because <laughs> the last few winters here have been so mild, and then this year all yep. of a sudden, like it's just wild. We've been spoiled with pretty lame winters, and then all of a sudden and it's back with a vengeance. And then all of a sudden it's negative 60 degrees outside, and we get, like, two feet of snow in <laughs> the course of a week. I didn't drive to work, like, no. all this week. I took the bus because I was like, I don't want to drive in this. No. <laughs> it's bad, you guys. So snuggle up. Be happy if you're not in Minnesota. Yeah. Because the weather has been bad. I heard this winter already in the last two weeks has broken, like, four or five records. Jesus. If you're all in the Midwest, I'm sorry. <laughs> we are here with you, too. And it sucks. <laughs> it's no good. Move to Florida, guys. Move to Florida, but only for the winter because it's too goddamn hot. Go to Hogwarts every day. That's what Hogwarts I would do if day. I lived in Orlando. Snuggle up and watch some good Harry Potter movies. Yes. Including this one, because this one is good. <laughs> watch it. Go watch the first one, too. Do a little mini marathon. Live yeah. your best life. Mourn for Colin Farrell. <laughs> <laughs> Mourn for that romance. Oh, oh my, my god. god. Can I just say that. again? There were like five whole instances where he could have kissed a man and he didn't. If he doesn't kiss a man by the end of this series, I Ooh. swear. I want to see him be gay. I want to see him be like manipulative. I want to see Jamie Campbell Bauer be gay. Okay, well, like that's going to happen. Well, that's going to happen for sure. I, I swear to God, kiss. I thought he was gonna, like, Godfather kiss someone before killing them, and then he never did. Oh, he will. He will. Ugh, God. Just, like, put your face on someone for the greater good. Like, what else <laughs> For Emily's good. God. I am great, and it is for my good. Oh, my God. 
I think we need to end. Oh this my now. god. <laughs> okay. Thank you for listening. As per usual, we have a lot of feelings. Come fight we, with us on Twitter. Please come <laughs> talk to us. Hang out with us. Rate, review, subscribe, follow, email. You know the at the Myrtle Bath Pod. All over. It's all Myrtle Bath Pod in the two whole places that we're at. Gmail and Twitter. Please. Reach out. We want friends. We do want friends. And then also, speaking of friends, tell your friends. Oh my god, we just want people to listen to this. And then maybe the more people listen, the more we get to interact with you guys. Yeah. Don't be shy. Please reach out. Don't be shy. I think about this a lot. Is there a podcast that I listen to and I think, oh, they hear from people all the time. Or like, oh, no one writes in. I don't want to be weird. Yeah. Don't know. We're asking for it. Please talk we to want, us. We want to hear from you guys. We want to hear. From Seriously, you. if you have like anything that you want to hear us talk about, like reach out to us. We're always looking for new podcast ideas. Yeah, we're going to be starting up Prisoner of Azkaban book club here in March, and we want you guys to be a part of it. So tell us what about Prisoner you want us to talk about, especially since everyone in the fandom is so horny for Prisoner of Azkaban. <laughs> Like, reach out to us. We're going to be breaking that down pretty soon. We are. And the book in a good way. And then, I don't know. The movie, not so much. Maybe, like, whatever. Take your medicine and listen to our commentary for the movie. (laughs) Get Get drunk first and then (laughs) listen to it. (laughs) Um, Yeah, so I guess I forgot we should say this before we go for real. um, That we are going on a brief hiatus Oh, Quick yeah. break. Next um, week we will be gone. Yeah. I don't know if it's just going to be next week or the week after that. We're going to keep you updated on our Twitter. So if you want updates. <laughs> but I think when we come back, when we come it back, will it's be with Prisoner of time. So yeah. get reading. We're ready we will to be get into tweeting it. our reading schedule and letting you guys know what. Um, what episodes are going to cover which part of the book. Yeah. I think this one we're going to split into three parts. I think so. so There's a lot going on. Um, and then we'll be coming at you with our movie commentary too. Yeah. So. And we need, we need ideas of stuff to do, um, for the in-between time. Yeah. <laughs> Cause it's getting rough. In-between books. <laughs> we got a lot of stuff that we want to say, but it's hard because we want to talk about it during the book clubs. Right. We don't want to like repeat ourselves constantly, but you know, if you guys have any thoughts, I swear to the marriage pact sealed inside a pendant. <laughs> Just reach out to us on Twitter. We want to hear from you. All we our will stuff's respond. Gonna be there. Just like do if it. you reach out to us, we will respond. We will. I told you, please. We will. We want friends. Yeah. So all our stuff's up there. Talk to us there. We want ideas, basically. Just yeah. like do the work for us. Thanks. Yep. <laughs> yep. Love you all. Okay, bye. See you next time.